This is The Guardian. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story. quarterfinal match between France and the Matildas in the FIFA World Cup is one of Australia's most viewed TV sporting events in two decades, with nearly five million people tuning in. And that's not even counting those who watched in pubs, public parks and in person, cheering on at the stadium. That win takes them through to the semifinals, which is further than any Australian football team in any World Cup. And tonight, the Matildas will face European champions, England's Lionesses, in Sydney. But do they have what it takes to go all the way? Today, two Matildas players on why the time for glory is now. It's Wednesday, the 16th of August. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, hi, my name's Joey Peters. I've played for the Matildas for 13 years. I retired in 2009, so I started in 1996 played three World Cups and the Athens Olympic Games in 2004 and I've been an SBS analyst for the last couple of World Cups, written for The Guardian and uh, just an all-round big fangirl of, of the Matildas as well. As as many people are in, <laughs> in the past couple of weeks particularly. <laughs> um, but you, you've been there on the road for so much of this journey for the Matildas. You were there when Australia achieved some really significant firsts as well, the, the first point at a World Cup, the first win. Can you give me a sense of how long this journey has been to get to the semifinals for the first time? It feels like a, a, a long, long time um, and yet it can also feel like a blink. So this whole ride has just, yeah, it's been amazing. But I think it's given me hope because for a long time when you're struggling, when, you know, your own country doesn't really know you on the international stage, um, and then even when we did make the quarterfinals in 2007, there still wasn't much about us. 
So I, I was used to being in the team where we we struggled um, to just try and get into the top 10, you know, in this world game, little Australia with all our little multi-sports, you know, we love sport, but the world game has just kind of eluded us until with this women's game and how, um, you know, Australian sports women are the real deal. Like mm. we're, we're the real deal. And and for me to feel like I've I've been a part of that and played my part in the place of history where I was, for now for it to, to be just exploding and everyone knows the Matildas, even everyone just calls them Tillies now. It's just <laughs> like everyone knows. Whereas back in my time it was like, oh, do girls do the girls play soccer, do they? And like who are the Matildas? And it's just, yeah, the whole journey, uh, I didn't actually let myself imagine that it would be this good. So for it actually to be this good now, mm. this is like the best month of my life. This is like the best time of my life. I cannot believe it. it literally all my dreams come true that I never had. So that's how that's how much it means to me. As you say, we are in the top 10, but we've seen in this World Cup that rankings might, you know, not mean too much on the day. How do you describe the quality of the team and the players that we do have in this World Cup? This team that we have now has is, is been labelled the golden generation. I mean, it's interesting because the sport is still quite young and even, you know, um, Australian sports women, you know, it, it's still... It's somewhat in its early days and we haven't really been able to give our lives, you know, like the men have been set up to give their lives and see really how far their potential is as as athletes. Um, so for us to just be touching on that now, this generation has been given that opportunity to see how good they could be. Sammy Kerr, Caitlin Ford, Emily Van Egmont, Alana Kennedy, they've been playing together since they were kids. And since they were kids, they were given, thankfully, we started our youth programs um, and playing a lot more internationals when they were teenagers. So they've been given a lot more opportunities. Right. But at the same time, someone like Sam Kerr, I'm not sure if we will ever have another player that's had golden boots as in the top, highest top goal scorer in three leagues, including our own, and for her to be now surrounded with players like Mary Fowler and, and even Mackenzie Arnold, all of this team has really stepped up and Caitlin Ford, uh, they're all superstars now. They're all playing professionally and yet they haven't won anything. They'll tell you themselves, look, we've we've had, you know, a decade together. Um, you know, they they haven't really performed as good as they would like to in a World Cup. So this World Cup is where they're really shining and and most of them are probably towards their end of their careers. So this is perhaps the, the last time, the last chance they'll get, hopefully not, but <laughs> it could well be the last chance they've got to really win something. And you can just see, I mean, that, that game against France, that, they should have they should have lost. They should have been like, okay, guys, just it's okay. You can you can give up now. No, we're not. <laughs> it's this never say die <laughs> motto that you keep hearing. No, we will not lie down. We want this thing. And that's why I think Australia's fallen in love with them. As you say, it did come down to the wire in the quarterfinal and the Matildas were the underdogs. We are the underdogs again going into the semis against an even higher ranked Lionesses. Do we have what it takes to beat them? We sure do. I mean, we, we love to hate England, so it's an absolutely perfect setup for us. This whole tournament has been a fairy tale. You cannot have scripted this better how we've gone. It's just brilliant. But England, right? 
Europe's like the bee's knees of, of women's football, basically. Mm. So they won the European Championships. That's that's probably, it's like the World Cup. So we're up against the European champions. They've been to two semifinals before at, a, at the previous two World Cups. They have a World Cup finalist coach. She's an absolute weapon of a coach. Um, and it was interesting even to hear her say that she had to go and back and ask the team about this England and Australia rivalry. Like, what is it? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I have to go and find out about this because, you know, it, it's going to be a huge game. But this superpower of this home ground advantage is why we have a huge chance. These girls are absolutely thriving off this nation, getting behind them. So that's the huge thing, yeah. not to mention, uh, you know, how we're actually playing at the moment is really we are at the top of our game. Mm. England has been playing without their star, Lauren James, after she was given a red card for stepping on a player's back and that's going to rule her out of this semifinals clash as well. Is that a concern for the Lionesses? Are they able to perform without her? Well, they've proven they've been able to perform without her in the last game. Uh, they're actually going without a couple of their big stars. Beth Mead was actually the player of the tournament, I believe, at the at the European Championships, and she was out with a knee. So it was like uh, us losing Sam Kerr for the whole tournament, then losing your captain as well. So another Sam Kerr or Steph Catley, you know, they've already lost a few players before this tournament. So they are actually, and even their coaches said, like this tournament has been, they've had such adversity but they've gained such strength through that adversity. Of course, we know what happens when when you get hit and, and you get knocked down or you get back up stronger. More broadly, what are the strengths and the weaknesses in terms of gameplay between the Lionesses and the Matildas? It's going to be so interesting because the Lionesses love to have the ball. They'll have a huge percentage of possession, right? But for us, it's actually just nullifying the amount of goal chances they get. So they can have the ball as much as they want. But if they start getting down into um, around our penalty box into the final third, then that's where they start to create their opportunities and, and, and that's what they love is just absolutely peppering the goal. So I feel like if we can still, you know, be comfortable letting them uh, have the ball but not to let them into our goal zone um, because that's when they're going to be, you know, ready to to fire. Even though we've got, you know, Mackenzie Arnold and our back line has actually been superb. You just don't, you don't want to give these Lionesses a chance at all. So, you know, if we can win that ball as they're coming forward, win that ball and we've got a strong counter-attack or a, a really quick break through, you know, through the likes of Mary Fowler, Sam Kerr, Caitlin Ford. We've seen um, Hayley Rasso is huge. So that's actually how we hurt them the last game we played and we beat them 2-0. They won't want to remember that game. But they did say they learned a lot from us that we are really good on that counter-attack. Yeah, we're going to have to play the game of our lives to get past them because they want they want to go all the way as well. So mm. it's going to be an absolute classic Aussie, the Palms. <laughs> come on. We've got to get over them. This is the biggest game in history, surely. Does Glory, you know, winning the entire World Cup feel within reach for you, feel like something that could feasibly happen within the next week? It literally could. Look, and if you know me for years, I've 
like the last couple of World Cups and I was, you know, talking on telly and that and I was saying, look, we haven't actually got the runs on the board to be proclaiming that we can win a World Cup. We haven't even got past the quarterfinals. But I'm telling you what, the superpower that is playing at home and having your nation fall in love with you and just be with you, carrying you every step of the way, I, I literally do believe we can do it. And I and I don't say that lightly because I've never said it before. You've spoken about how there's actually less focus on the player's gender and more on the game itself, this World Cup. Can you, how so? Can you break that down? Look, uh, now I'm hearing people just talk about the World Cup. Oh, the World Cup's on. Whereas uh, before it, it's all oh, the Women's World Cup and the quality of the football that's been played is is amazing. I actually didn't know that women would get this good at playing football, that the quality, I mean, the, the, the goals scored, um, the skill, the physicality. And I love that people are just calling it the World Cup. And I think that's what's nice when you see, you know, all the men coming together and cheering these these female athletes on like they're just athletes but at the same time there is still a lot of healing that needs to happen and 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 that equality to come to the women because we've suffered for so long you know we're still not getting as much prize money for example and um you know I, FIFA has, has said that they you know they're going to increase the prize money and have equal as the men's Look, money's a funny thing, isn't it? Because I, I'll put it out there. At some point, I feel like the men are, are going to have to bring down, you know, what they earn um, to to almost be able to give some to the women. You know, we've already seen the cricket do it. So, and and it's just got to keep moving forward. We've got to keep, you know, righting the wrongs of of where the game is at. You say righting the wrongs. I mean, how tricky was it for you to make a living? while being in the Matildas? Yeah, it, it wasn't fun uh, living off breadcrumbs, um, you know, lining up uh, for the dole. You don't feel the best about yourself. Like, I wanted to see how good I could get. I wanted to train full time. I wanted to give my life to being as good as I could, which meant, you know, not being able to to work um, and hold down a full time job. I, I I I took what I could. I cleaned toilets, uh, which is very humbling. I mean, <laughs> you know, I didn't get things easy, and it's made me stronger and more grateful because of it. But at the same time, yeah, it, it was hard going. Yeah, because you feel like you know you're going to World Cups and and you're playing at the highest level. You're in the Matildas and this 16-year-old boy is just playing in a local league and getting more, so much more money than you. And, and it's, um, you know, that, that can be disheartening, but yet you don't want to whinge about it. Like, because what, what can you do about it? You just got to get on with it because that's where, where the game was. Um, it does need to get better, though, because it's such a short career. Like, you leave with a broken body. These girls, you can see all the injuries they've got. Yeah, I, I don't envy them when they finish their careers with a broken body because that's what I had too. And so you become being limited in what you can do after sport. That's why I just hope that we do really look after them, respect them as they should. When you say broken body, can, can you give us a sense of that, the toll that it can take and that it's even taken on you? Well, I, I've basically got no ligaments left in my uh, in ankles and, and my knees are shot. Oof. I can't really go for a run anymore. I can't just say, oh, I'd like to go for a run. 
Um, Because next day I'll be, my knee will puff up like a balloon and I'll be limited movement. So it's not worth it. Um, You know, I still found my niche now. I love yoga. Um, I'm a painter now. So I, I, you know, make sure that I still keep as much mobility as possible. Because if you stop, I guess it's like, yeah, if you stop, then you're going to lose your more mobility. So it's a challenge um, because you've already got a, a body that's been spent and absolutely smashed. So you really have to look after it. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be very limited in, in your quality of life, basically. Joey, some of your work is now in the construction sector. What type of support are you seeing for the Matildas in your workplace and in your everyday life? Yeah, it's it's been quite a journey even at my own workplace. Mm. Well, all this tournament's been on, every person has just been going, oh, how good's this tournament? Even today, there was a there was a builder that I haven't seen for a while, and he's like, oh, you'd be you'd be enjoying the soccer, wouldn't you, Joe? And then he's like, what can I ask you? Like, why do they why do they have penalty shootouts? Why can't they just come <laughs> back and and play the next day? You're a go-to expert for every man on the street, basically, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, well, the, yeah, I, you meet plenty of experts, trust me, so it's, that's interesting. <laughs> but, no, it's it's been really nice. Even the guys that I work with, one's Filipino um, heritage, the other one was from Vietnam, and I was like, oh, you girls are playing, guys. And they were like, what, at the beginning of the tournament, what, what what's, what's on? And then by the end of it, they were like, oh, yeah, our team. That's been probably my favourite thing is seeing people go on this journey of, not having an absolute clue to now going, oh, Joey, how good was that game? Or even just the USA game, USA getting knocked out and that penalty, you know, it was just, um, I've just loved every bit of it. I love working in the trades now because it is a different world, but you can still bring the two worlds together with sport. And um, yeah, it's, it's just been a, yeah, like I said, the best month of my life, people. Next, a Matildas player who just missed out on selection for this cup on why the tears and cheers from the sideline must continue after the final whistle. Hey, Laura Murphy-Oates here with a quick note about The Guardian. As you're probably aware, Guardian Australia's journalism is editorially independent, meaning we set our own agenda. We don't have a billionaire owner, nor do we answer to shareholders, so we're free from commercial bias. And this independence matters because it means we're able to challenge the powerful and hold them to account. Unlike many news organisations, we have not put up a paywall. We chose a model that means our reporting is open to everyone and funded by our readers who can afford to pay. Every contribution, whether big or small, counts. If you're able to contribute and have a minute, head to theguardian.com forward slash support full story. We've also linked to this on the full story page. Thanks. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Chloe Legazzo. I'm cap 188 for the Combank Matildas, and I've played over 50 matches and scored seven goals. So, Chloe, you've played with much of the current Matildas squad, including at the Olympics and at the World Cup, but you just missed out on selection for this cup largely due to injury. You're now part of the Optus Sport commentary team. What has it been like watching the game as a, as a commentator? Yeah, I mean, it's a different perspective for me. I feel as if I'm, I'm perched up, you know, narrating something that I feel like I could have been a part of, which has been quite difficult. But at the same time, it's it's been lovely. You know, I... I've got a different perspective of what the World Cup looks like because I am able to see everybody enter the stadium and I get to see the excitement. I'm not not still a part of the team. I think um, this is just a hurdle that I need to get over and hopefully one that I don't have to experience again until I actually retire, but it's one that I, I'm grateful for. Have you been yarning with the, the girls in the lead-up to this match? Yeah, so there's still a group chat that goes on and all, all the all the Matildas who couldn't participate in this, um, you know, we still send our love every single game day telling them good luck and that we'll be there supporting them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to, to still feel connected. After the quarterfinal on the weekend, many would have seen you speaking through tears as a post-match commentator for Optus Sport. Well, people don't understand is that we've been in this situation twice before and we've lost major tournaments because of penalties and I'm so proud of the people who have missed those penalties who stood up and took that because it takes a lot of courage to be able to do it and I couldn't be more prouder than us making history. Can you talk me through what you were feeling and what you were thinking at that time? I am quite an emotional person when it comes to things that I, I really love and for me, I feel as if we've had that hurdle for a really long time. And um, like you mentioned, I was at the the last World Cup and the last Olympics, um, sorry, in 2016 when we lost to penalties. So for me, going to penalties in a situation that we've been in before, it was overwhelming. You know, I was hid underneath the Optus table watching the penalties being like, this can't be how we go out um, in what I'm deeming as our fairy tale literally crouched underneath the desk during the penalty shootout. Literally crouched underneath the desk, yes. No, it's um, it's one of those crippling feelings of not being able to, to help in any way that I possibly can but just to watch. Totally. But, you know, look, it was, it was tears of so much happiness because we've done something that has never been done before and I think is a massive testament to all of the hard work that all of the Matildas have put in. Win or lose this week. A lot of people are talking about what they they wish for after the World Cup. You know, we've had some promises of public holidays and the like. What are you hoping is going to change after this World Cup? Win or lose, I think we've inspired the the nation. The one thing that I do ask for for people is that this isn't just a jump on, jump off bandwagon situation. I hope that this feeling that the Matildas give people when they come and watch us play and the environment and the culture and the community that we 
have made throughout this World Cup. I think over the years we we haven't had the equal opportunity to be able to do it and people have been able to turn around to us and say, yeah, well, you don't put bums in seats and you you don't sell enough shirts. And I think this World Cup proves if you give us the opportunity, people will turn up, people will be invested and people will like the sport. So uh, we have our Olympic qualifiers in two months in Perth and I hope that we have the same reception as we do here at this World Cup and every other time that we come home. I think consistently we've had around 25,000 people come to the Matildas game in the last two years and that's been incredible. And I hope that we just keep growing because the way that we play now has always been the way that we've played. You know, we've always played with the same amount of passion and the same amount of desire. It's just that people are starting to listen and watch and appreciate how we play. So I think if you keep turning up, you'll keep having this feeling. That was Chloe Legazzo. You can catch her on the Optusport broadcast uh, tonight as she weighs in on the game. And that clip of Chloe that we played earlier was from the Optusport broadcast of the quarterfinals match on Saturday. I do recommend checking out some of Joey's pieces in The Guardian on the World Cup, especially the piece titled The Women's World Cup Has Prompted a Shift. There's no talk of gender, it's just football. In that, she steps through the history and the significance of this moment in such a moving and thoughtful way. I really loved reading it. Um, We've linked to that piece on the Full Story page. This episode was produced by Alison Chan and me. Sound design and mixing by Joe Koning, who also did our theme music. The executive producer is Hannah Parks. I'm Laura Mephiotes. Thank you for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.